guys, this is the Dr. Fate Fan Podcast, Lords of Order, and I am your host, Ed Moore, for this episode and every episode. This is a spoiler podcast, so keep that in mind. Shouldn't be too big a deal, because the book we're talking about today is only about 26 years old, so... If you want to send any feedback, you can send that to the Dr. Fate Podcast at gmail.com. Website is bigtimenoise.com slash Dr. Fate. Lords of Order are on Facebook and Google Plus. And speaking of Google Plus, I want to send a thanks out to Alexander Sousa for liking the show on Google Plus. Appreciate that, sir. Or madam, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm not sure. The creative team for our discussion today is Roy Thomas, writer, Michael Baer, the penciler, Bob Downs as the inker, Juliana Ferreter was the colorist, and Helen Vesic was the letterer. The book in question is Secret Origins, the 1986 volume, issue 24, dated March 1988, and I'm looking at the second story. The first story was a Blue Devil origin story. This, of course, is a Dr. Fate origin story. Now, the interesting thing about this story, a couple interesting things. Uh, I've discussed a couple books already that have rehashed and added a little bit to Dr. Fate's origin story as, as different creators retell it. This one stays pretty true to what the original was all the way back in More Fun Comics 55, uh, with a couple interesting things added, but the interesting thing about this telling is that it is from Wotan's perspective. Now, Wotan was the original bad guy that Kent, as Dr. Fate, uh, first went up against. So that's something a little bit different that we, we see this from the bad guy's perspective and not um, our hero's perspective. So the antagonist is telling the story rather than the protagonist, which is interesting because as we all know and have heard, history is often written by the victor, not the defeated. So a little twist there. But we have Wotan telling us uh, basically that Sven is in Egypt uh, in 1940 right before the major outbreak of hostilities in World War II. Sven is Kent Nelson's dad. He's an archaeologist. Kent is there with him on this particular Egyptian dig. They're checking out some pyramids. Uh, Something happens to Kent. He gets whammied by uh, Nabu, a statue of Nabu, but it's, it's really him in suspended animation. And in freeing Nabu, Kent ends up releasing a poisonous gas that kills his dad. Nabu, as a reward, I guess, takes Kent, ages him, and teaches him everything he, Nabu, knows about wielding the powers of order. We learn between sun and sun as far as the time frame. So basically in a day, in 24 hours, he accelerates the growth of Kent from a, a very young boy, probably single digit, high single digit ages, to a youngish man of, say, late teens, early 20s. So 10 to 15 years of age and, I don't know, four, five, six thousand years of knowledge crammed into Kent Nelson within a day. As the final test, Nabu 
tells Kent to unleash the full fury of his magical knowledge at Nabu, and to help him feel motivated to do that, he um, releases the veils over Kent's grief that he erected so that he could teach Kent beyond the fact that Kent knows that Nabu is responsible for the death of his dad. So all of that grief comes rushing back at one time. He bombards Nabu with this um, order energy and shatters the body, revealing the, 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 it says the inhuman lord of order within, the, the energy construct that was the lord of order, Nabu. Uh, Nabu helps um, Kent by constructing the raiments that we're all familiar with, uh, the codpiece, the amulet, more importantly the helmet, because the helmet seems to be where Nabu's spirit or perhaps the overall knowledge of all lords of order resides kent takes it off he's kent nelson when he puts it on he's dr fate dr fate being the avatar of order with access to these abilities and knowledge so uh, we see that uh nabu's last wish for kent slash dr fate i'll call him dr fate now because that's the persona he's in was to find a hidden library in Alexandria. That library actually turns out to be the earthly headquarters at this time of Wotan. Wotan has kidnapped a female college student. Nabu understands that there is a connection between this college student and Kent Nelson as Dr. Fate, and so Dr. Fate must rescue her to, to save her, to prevent anything from happening. Now, here we see that um, Wotan, again, Wotan is telling this story. So he says that Dr. Fate, that Nabu hid the knowledge from Dr. Fate, that in order to be fully the avatar of order, there, there is some connection between Kent Nelson and this female college student that he's rescuing, that is is not <clears throat> excuse me is not explained something else is is going to be going on that in order for him to experience the full power of dr fate he needs this woman he doesn't tell fate that just that fate needs to rescue her needless to say in in the battle or not needless to say but in the battle for those of you that may not be familiar with the origin uh, dr fate is defeated seemingly he crumples into the young woman's arms. Uh, she takes off his helmet and weeps for him. The tears that she weeps falls onto Kent Nelson and somehow reawakens him. Uh, even Roy Thomas doesn't really explain it. I, I understand it's meant to be some sort of you know, emotional, romantic kind of thing, but there is no attempted... Uh, reality-based or scientific explanation, or even a magical explanation. Uh, so he he revives uh, revives stronger than he was before, which I also don't really understand. It's not explained. Defeats Wotan uh, by destroying him seemingly and destroying the tower. Well, um, we now find that the young college 
lady's name is Inza Kramer. Uh, Inza Kramer goes on to play a, a huge part in Dr. Fate's story, uh, in Kent Nelson's story, from here through uh, the uh, significant portion of the career of Dr. Fate. And so he's rescued her. Wotan is destroyed, seemingly. He's not. Wotan cast a spell and transported himself out just in time. Now, fully feeling the significance of this Enza Kramer and her connection to Dr. Fate, Wotan makes it his job to find her. So he goes hunting for her across the U.S., finds out where she is, sends an emissary to kill her. She holds off the emissary long enough to cry out for Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate comes to rescue her, um, allowing Wotan to pinpoint Fate because he has appeared on the earthly plane, which apparently he had not done for a while, so Wotan was having a difficult time uh, homing in on him, kind of like you know a, a GPS, a magical GPS, I guess. And Fate rescues... Miss Kramer uh, sets the emissary free of Wotan's control, but in the process, a fire is started and and her her building burns. Doctor Fate now knows that Wotan survived their initial confrontation, and so he goes on the search for him with Inza in tow. Inza Kramer, the young young lady, uh, Doctor Fate does find where Wotan is holed up. Uh, doesn't really say a hidden citadel. Uh, I would say it's it's on another plane, perhaps. Uh, a battle here ensues. Again, uh, Dr. Fate seemingly defeats Wotan uh, in, his, in his anger uh, as the hand-to-hand conflict culminates because their magics canceled each other out, uh, so they had to resort, of course, to a more baser form. Kent Nelson slash Dr. Fate defeats him and grabs up Wotan and throws him through a window, which the window opens up onto the earthly plane, and Wotan would have plummeted to his death on the street below, but when Dr. Fate goes to look to check, there is no body. So once again, Wotan has escaped, except this time Dr. Fate is aware so immediately to find out what exactly has happened, Dr. Fate goes to the region of dead souls, again taking Inza with him. You know, I'm not really sure that taking this uh, typical human being, uh, this female, with him on all of these travels is really the best of ideas. I would think that if he feels some sort of kinship or connection with her, he would set her up safe somewhere. Surround her with, you know, all these guard spells and and emissaries of his own to protect her and all this other kind of stuff. And leave her somewhere that, when he left, at least he knew was safe. Now, of course, we know in the comic book world it might not stay that way. But at least he would have peace of mind knowing he did, at that point in time, everything he could to ensure her safety and, and left it at that. But no. No, he's going to continually drag her around into the lion's mouth with him. Kind of doesn't make any sense. Definitely doesn't make any sense for a supposed superhero. So I guess maybe at this time we see that Dr. Fate isn't necessarily super heroic. He's uh, a, a being that has his own motives. 
and just he, he is no longer as Dr. Fate, he is no longer human, Kent Nelson, that is. So we get to the region of dead souls. Uh, we must cross over the River Styx, of course, by way of the boatman Charon, whom he meets. They must cross through the Seven Gates. Uh, Inza, we find, is giving uh, body to this this all of these things that human beings normally can't understand. They're beyond our comprehension. But because of her knowledge of uh, classical mythologies and history, her mind is forming these images of these different things so that she can understand what's going on. Dr. Fate tells her it's not really what's going on, but that is your understanding. So we see this, the seven gates we have heard of, iron, copper, silver, gray metal, alabaster, emerald. They proceed through them to the stair of judgment, at which point Dr. Fate asks where the soul of Wotan is, the wisdom atop the stair of judgment. I'm assuming that this would be God, maybe not you know, our big G God, but little G God, all-knowing, all-powerful, you know, somewhere in between perhaps. Uh, tells Dr. Fate that Wotan isn't here, but I'll send you to where he is. And poof, they send both of them back to the regular earthly sphere. Uh, as soon as they get there, they're attacked by the the ground, the land, the plants, the, the earth itself attacks. Using this attack, Dr. Fate tracks Wotan down to a citadel that he has built high atop a mountain, very, very similar to that initial origin that we see in More Fun 55. Very, very similar. Dr. Fate breaks in. There is another confrontation with Wotan. Again, Dr. Fate defeats Wotan, but this time he defeats Wotan by giving him what he wants. Wotan wants Fate's helmet, because that is the center of his power as a Lord of Order. Uh, Excuse me, as an avatar of the Lord of Order. We don't know anything about him being a Lord of Order at this point, but he is certainly an avatar of the Lords of Order. Gives Wotan the helmet. The helmet is protected, of course, against someone such as Wotan using it. It knocks Wotan out. Dr. Fate takes him and imprisons him in a cell in the the bowels of the earth. Entombs him, basically. Again, very much like the very original origin. Now, the last panel here, we see, we're told that uh, because the greedy hellspawn Nabu didn't want him to know, that's why, in reference to our very destinies are bound together from this time forth in ways that even Dr. Fate may not know, as he is contemplating these travels and, and journeys with Inza. Um, and Wotan continues. Wotan, again, he, he is our um, narrator here. And though in time I escaped my prison through the good offices of the Spectre and Zatanna, or no, this is Dr. Fate, I'm sorry. Why should Wotan be the one to tell him different? Or no, that was Wotan, I'm sorry. So Wotan gets out because of tinkering by the Spectre and Zatanna. He's released again. That's a story for another tale. Story for another tale? Story for another day. No big deal there. So there we go. There's another rehashing of Dr. Fate's origin. 
little bit of tinkering showing that he has this connection with Enza that goes far beyond she being a college student that he has to rescue. Those of you that have read Dr. Fate know that later on she becomes a very important part of the Dr. Fate mythos. So there's that. Next time out is the New 52 Earth 2, Issue 15. Uh, I'm going to continue, I guess, covering the Earth 2 book. I'm not overly enamored with the amount of Dr. Fate coverage in it. Um, It's... It's a team book, but it's a team book that tells the story of a whole nother planet, a whole nother dimension from the New 52. So at times, rather than being even an integral cog or a cog, uh, Dr. Fate turns out to be a a mere tooth on uh, just one of the cogs of this world. And, And so, I mean, at times he is front and center. Other times he doesn't even appear in the book. So I'm very conflicted as to how much to cover the book, but it is our only current Dr. Fate that we have, so I'll, I'll keep journeying on with this particular book. Nevertheless, next time, that is what's on tap. Issue 15 of Earth 2, the new 52 Earth 2. We will see you guys next time. Thanks a lot. Lords of Order is a Teal production, and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative 3.0 unported license.